Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera. I am without producer Corey. He is slaving away in the office, living the dream. But I'm very excited. We're joined today by Kenny Ducey of NBC Sports Edge and the Action Network. We talked We talked about the MLB. We talked about the season-long look at whether we're going to see better offense, whether we're going to see any of the Im- impacts of the rule changes, how that's going to impact betting to start the season, what his favorite futures are, and some of our betting angles for the season. Uh, with that, I'm going to start you off with my three best bets for today's NBA slate, but we got a little bit of a twist. So I'm giving you two best bets. My two best bets are going to be the Atlanta Hawks minus nine and a half against the Washington Wizards, the Boston Celtics minus seven against the Chicago Bulls. And here's the wild card bet for today. We are going to be taking Seiya Suzuki. I, I want to say see ya because I think it sounds a lot cooler and you know, here we are. I, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I probably should have looked it up, but Sia Suzuki sounds awesome. NL Rookie of the Year, plus 500 at WinBet and Caesars. Uh, and I'm just going to get right into the analysis here because we got a guest on today. Um, we're looking at this. The Hawks are minus nine and a half against the Wizards. Look, over the past couple of weeks, Atlanta has been surging they are six and one over the last two weeks with a plus 7.5 point differential they've got the number six offense in the league scoring 122.1 points over that time frame and that shouldn't even be surprising they have the number two offense and adjusted net rating in the nba on the season overall the big thing though is an adjusted net rating they're 26th over the course of the full season but over the last two weeks they are 12th in defense for cleaning the glass. So this is a little bit of interesting twist for them. I don't know if it's the intensity. I don't know if they just are playing with a little bit more urgency, but we've seen them climb up the Eastern conference standings. And right now they're actually sitting in eighth place at the time of this recording, critically important because it gives them one game opportunity to get into the play-in or get out of the play-in rather than need to win two games, whether that impacts their path a little bit, you know, that that's a little bit of a different story. I would prefer if they play the Miami heat in the first round, as opposed to the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee bucks, or eh, the 76ers are not as worried about uh, in this particular matchup, but the Atlanta Hawks are crushing it. And at minus nine and a half, even against this Wizards team, like the Wizards are clearly tanking. You know, they're not they're not really putting their Kuzma's not even really playing. Like they're four and three over the last two weeks, but they got a minus 1.2 point differential. Their offense is abysmal right now. And you know, their defense is playing okay, but I just I don't like them in this spot. This game means a lot more to Atlanta. And not that I'm a narratives based better. But I know that given the back to back for Atlanta, you know, they they're going to be playing their guys like it's this. This is not a situation that I'm particularly worried about with them, you know, sitting anybody. They're going to be playing their guys and they've got two important games between the Raptors last at the time of this recording last night. And then this game against the Wizards. These are must win games. I'm not concerned about people sitting. I think Atlanta is going to put out their best foot. I like them at minus nine and a half for the second best bet. I'm looking at the Boston Celtics minus seven against the Chicago Bulls. We just heard that Lonzo Ball is going to continue missing time as he recovers from that meniscus surgery that he underwent. The Celtics 
are four and two over the last two weeks, plus 15.7 point differential, number three offense, number four defense. And they're going to be playing the Chicago Bulls, who are 25th over the last two weeks in point differential, minus 6.4. They're scoring just 112.4 points per 100 possessions, and they're allowing 118.8. Not a great combo against the Celtics team, who are absolute juggernauts defensively. Um, the Bulls, additionally, are playing, as we speak, against the Milwaukee Bucks. This is a back-to-back game. Zach Levine did not play against Milwaukee. I'd imagine maybe he plays against Chicago, against the Celtics, but in the same breath, you have to wonder, are they are, is Chicago really trying to move around in terms of their seating? It might actually, I don't know if it necessarily, it might actually benefit them to try to drop a little bit to, to six, but it's unlikely they could fall into the play-in, but it's obviously possible. Um, but given the fact that they're resting Levine, I don't really think so. Uh, you know, this, this is a spot where you have to wonder if maybe they will rest, uh, if they'll rest DeRozan a game, if they'll give Vucevic game off. You just you really don't know as they get ready for the playoffs. So on the flip side, the Celtics are really jockeying for position here. And I think that they are going to play this game hard. They're going to try. You're going to have a minus. They're, they're, they're hanging a minus seven, but they've they've been the better team all season. Or at least since, you know, at least since the midpoint anyway. Um, but the Boston's been much, much better. Boston is better overall. Their defense is stifling. And that at the end of the day, I think that that is going to carry the weight here. They still have the number one adjusted defensive in the rating in the league over the last couple of weeks. Uh, they're still in the top top four. So I, I think that I think that Chicago is really going to struggle against this Boston team. And although Vooch is solid and the and, you know, and the Celtics are missing Robert Williams on the interior. They don't have the personnel to really take advantage of the fact that Robert Williams isn't there between Horford, Grant Williams, whatever. I think Boston will be fine here. Minus seven. I, I, it seems like a big line against two playoff teams, but I, I don't really buy it. Now, as for the last bet, this one's a little bit different. It's a little bit of a wrinkle. And we're giving out a future for Sia Suzuki to win the National League Rookie of the Year. Look, he's 27 years old. He just signed a five-year, like 80-plus million-dollar contract with the Chicago Cubs. This is a big contract for a guy coming from Japan. He's one of the better players. He was one of the best players in Japan at the time of this contract, at the time of this deal. He's in his prime, and he is legit. I mean, think about this. Chicago, after after the posting fees, they're spending about $100 million on this contract. This is no joke. Um, look, he can hit bombs. He plays the infield. He, he's playing positions uh, of importance. And I think that that's important. He's going to get visibility being from Chicago. And he's been playing professionally since he was 18 years old. And if you look at this over the past couple of years, in 2021, he hit 38 home runs. Uh, in 2020, 25, in 2019, 28, in 2018, he hit 31 in 2017, he hit 26 and in 2016, he hit 29, uh, these, and those are, he's not playing in nearly as many games. He's only playing, uh, about 130 games. So those numbers, they, they're, they're significant. Um, those are big boy numbers. And over the course of the over the course of the past couple of seasons, he's really, really developed. Uh, he he can play every. He can play shortstop. He plays third base. This is a spot where I think, you know, 
you obviously have to anticipate the voters, but we've seen precedent with voters, especially in baseball. They will vote for guys that are not necessarily quote unquote rookies as we would conventionally believe them to be rookies. And I think that this is very important. They will bet for the guy that qualifies as a rookie and see a Suzuki as is tremendous value at five to one, considering the majority of books have them at three to one. So we're getting an extra, you know, we're almost doubling the odds at Caesars and Wimbat. I don't think that we're going to see this line. You know, he's going to be in the starting lineup on day on game one. Like he, this is not a situation where you're hoping he gets called up. This is a great bet. See a Suzuki National League Rookie of the Year plus 500. We will put it down. We are go, Those are our three best bets for today's slate. You get those two NBA bets in. You put in a nice little future before the MLB season starts, and we get it rolling. Uh, so with that, here's Kenny Ducey, and it's a pleasure to have him on. Dino, take him out of here. Book him. All right, everybody, we've got to welcome a big guest here. We have Kenny Ducey of NBC Sports Edge and the Action Network. Uh, I write with Kenny. We do a little bit of the NBA stuff together. But uh, I'm really excited to have Kenny on to talk about Major League Baseball. It's opening day today. It's going to be a blast. Kenny, how you doing? I'm doing well. I don't know if you can hear my computer really working hard on this uh, on this call. So if you hear, like, uh, I'll move the mic. Yeah, that like it's it's uh, it's working hard. So uh, we also I mean, I could just mid podcast just drop out. So we'll see what happens. But uh, it's great to be here. It's great to be with you, Joe. And I'm very, very excited for baseball. Dude, I, I, it's pretty exciting. I just got my T-Mobile Tuesdays MLB TV for free. Um, like I just like opted in for the whole year, which is kind of awesome. But uh, I, I'm really excited. I, I'm a big Yankee fan. I know you're like kind of local to the New York area. Are you also a Yankee fan here, or are you just a suffering yes. Mets fan as well? No, I, <laughs> I did do I did do some work for the New York Mets, um, and it was a it was a blast. It was when they went on that streak where I think they won like 28 games in 30. They're, oh, that was like crazy game stretch. Yeah, and I was at City Field and I was getting comp tickets and uh, it was a great time. I had a lot of fun. I was I really was a Mets fan for like, you know, a few like a year there, really, because like, I, you know, I obviously playoff time when the Mets didn't make it. Um, I'm wearing my Yankee hat. I'm going to Yankee games, but I had so much fun. But no, now I don't care about the Mets anymore. No reason to care. I only care about uh, Eric Adams rules as to who can play at Yankee stadium, because apparently it was going to really impact the Yankees this year. Yeah, dude. They like, they really backdoored Kyrie Irving for the Brooklyn Nets. I'll tell you that. But uh, I I wanted to touch on that because, you know, obviously the COVID rules would have been one thing. Um, I feel like there's a big, the commissioner said, cause I, I kind of even misunderstood it myself with, cause I was thinking the, I I like the blue Jays a lot this year. I feel like they're going to have an incredible lineup. Um, but I think like, I, I think I might've misunderstood. It sounds like you, a lot of the players can play there, even like visiting players, I think. But, um, I think either way, uh, you know, just looking at the future and looking at, we'll start with maybe with the American league East, since, you know, you're a Yankee fan, I'm a Yankee fan. How, how are you feeling about the Yankees? Like, how are you, what do you think about this division here? So I'm, I'm really, I'm really worried about the Yankees and I've been worried about the Yankees for the last few years. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, especially, you know, their lack of spending is alarming and know, just give me uh, one the way, the way that, huh? Give me one soda. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I know you love one soda. You made it very clear in your, uh, your message here before we, we were laying out what we we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it's scary. I, I think that they, 
you know, they're going to be, it's what it's going to come down to is the wild card game. Again, it's going to come down to Garrett Cole. I think it's going to be the same exact script this year. I do not think they're going to win enough games against, you know, even the Rays, although they made, you know, they made some moves and and there's been a lot of, a lot of roster turnover there. You mentioned the blue Jays, I think are very dangerous. The Red Sox also, the, the odds would indicate the Red Sox aren't even really in the race. I think the Red Sox are going to take games off the Yankees also. So when you look at that, I, I really think it's going to be a battle to win this division. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's going to be, you know, we're going to have our yearly Giancarlo Stanton injury. He's going to be out for two months and then we're going to see Aaron judge out for, you know, so it just never seems to break right during the regular season for New York to dominate. And yeah, while I do think there's a lot of talent there, again, it's going to come down to Garrett Cole. It's going to come down to how can he pitch in, in that wild card game. Um, and uh, I would definitely say that it's, it's based on what happened last year. I'm a little worried, especially like yeah. who knows how Garrett Cole is going to look this year after, you know, the spider attack situation uh, last year. And sticky situation. I, have my, I have my own theories about that, but yeah, it's uh it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to be a little brutal. And I, I think that it's, I also feel this way and I'm sure you do too, because the Yankees obviously missed so many opportunities to land huge players. Yeah, and I, you know, the Freeman thing would have been cool, but also it, and Olsen too, but like Freeman didn't really want to come to the Yankees. I don't no. think that's their fault even as much as I was upset in the moment. And the, the Olsen situation, uh, they would have had to give up far too much. Like, uh, you know, you're talking Glaber Torres all of a sudden stinks now you're going to talk about giving up Volpe. Like it's not as easy to give up Volpe when you look at what ha- what's going on with Gleyber Torres. So no, I don't even know if he's going to start. Honestly, like they don't even know if he's going to have a spot in the infield. So, uh, you know, I think we're both a little cold on the Yankees right now. Obviously we'll be rooting for them, but uh, I'm definitely a little cold on them. So, you know, the big story this offseason was the collective bargaining agreement, you know, and uh, a lot of the things that went into that, we, we, we almost had a lockout. We missed a lot of spring training. I think it's, it's number one, it's kind of crazy that we're starting on time. Uh, but number two, there's some new rules here. Do you feel like some of the new rules, because I, I don't, they're not all starting right now, but there's a couple that are starting right away. And one of which is the no short double headers. And, but they're still going to start with the runner on second base. And then there's like the Otani rule. Um, do you feel like these rules are better or worse? Like, what do you think? Is there like a betting angle that we can capitalize on with these? Yeah, so I, I think that the the natural betting angle, and I do I look, I'm someone who's very open to change. I, I don't run away from change. I think that a lot of times in sports, especially, uh, you know, people when there's when there's new rules and and you know new new equipment or new balls or you know new new teams, new uniforms. I, I think I'm very open to that, and it's funny because it clashes so much with like my old man attitude and opinions sometimes <laughs> when it comes to sports and like. Like, like I, 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 I've, I think I'm doing, I've, I think we should do a complete 180 on batting average. And I don't think it should be people thought batting average was so important like 30 years ago. And that those people are really stupid, right? We know that, but it's yeah. also there to a, at a, to a certain extent, if someone gets a hit in 30% of their at bats and the peripherals back up that they're not just getting stupidly lucky, then that's, that's valuable. Cause at the end yeah. of the day, you win baseball games by hitting the baseball. And I contact rate is one of my favorite stats. But anyway, so my point is, um, <laughs> I, I think that the betting angle here is definitely going to be looking at overs early in the season when it comes to the National League. I think that especially like I'm, I'm going to be very hesitant um, playing unders. You know, I'm also going to be very hesitant backing pitchers that generally speaking, I've, I've, I've had faith in. And like, I also, we know as, as, 
people who cover this and we, we went through it with the new foul rules in the NBA, yeah. like the books adjust and it was shocking in the NBA that the books did not adjust early in the season because we saw an insane amount of unders. Nuts. No one, you know, and, and then by the end of the season, obviously it, it evens out. So it's, you're talking about how can we, how can we figure out if there's an edge early in the season that you, what you really have is a very short window to take advantage. And I, again, don't know if the, if, if the, the sports books are going to immediately start pricing in, Hey, there's a real hitter here, but I love that there's a DH in the NL. It, it should have been a rule for a long time. Yeah. And it makes, it makes sense that you literally, because catchers don't hit anymore, right? There's no. like four catchers that can hit. Yeah. You're talking about in the national league, you got seven man lineups. If you're putting your, even you put your pitcher eighth, your catcher ninth, your, your catcher eighth, your pitcher ninth, like you're talking about a pitcher who's starting, who just has two. I mean, it changes the whole game. It's not yeah, only do you have yeah. two pretty easy outs, you also have the strategy of, oh, I'm going to load the bases. I mean, I frankly, you know, I'm, I'm not walking the, 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 you know, 210 hitting catcher to get to the pitcher all the time. But like, you know, yes, you do that, right? Because, you know, it's, it's a free out. Um, and exactly. so, you know, even if you get a guy on third base or second base and two outs, you know, a two out double by the seven hitter, you just walk the, you know, whatever. Like it, it, it you, you can fill up the bases and then, um, you know, figure it out. So I, yeah. I think that, uh, basically it's changing the strategy i think it's good um there's it was a really stupid strategy of trying to take advantage of a stupid it's so annoying and the double switch yeah (laughs) Yeah. so i i think there'll be i think there will be more uh more runs scored and i to to be very honest and open uh and and admit something here i was totally unclear as to when some of these rules were going into effect because same work yeah we were told that there was no shift and there was bigger bases and that's not, that's next year. So yeah. if you're listening to this and you didn't know that, cause I didn't know it as of like, a, I, I think I accidentally wrote something I had to get fixed though. Like, Oh, the, you know, this team also, this guy is also going to be better. Cause there's no shift. Like, um, Joey Gallo. you know, like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I have him in AL in my AL only league, which is, uh, which is a mess, but I, yeah, I, I, um, I mean, it, it doesn't really, it didn't really change what I was writing because I, I, I still like the Philadelphia Phillies, but Kyle Schwarber, you know, I was like, Oh, no shift with Kyle Schwarber. Still yeah. though, I, I do think that uh, those rules will impact it probably, probably even more, more than, yeah. these, the, than just the, the double headers and the, the no DH this year. Yeah. My one thought with the DH going into the national league is a lot of these teams, like in the American league, like you literally pay people big money to be the DH. In the National League, I don't feel like there's been that shift yet in terms of like, except for the Dodgers, because the whole team is just stacked. But like, you know, like I feel like there hasn't been as much, you know, preparation into like crafting those players that are like DH only guys. So I'm wondering if it's possible that maybe we'll, we'll probably see catch on right away. But like if you start seeing, you know, like I feel like whenever there were interleague games last year, a lot of times you would see like an NL team. It's like. Well, they're not playing. They're not batting their pitcher, but the guy that that's playing is like a defensive special specialist because that's like all they have, you know. So I'm wondering if we'll know early. There might be certain teams that just don't have that guy right now, and like maybe that's like an. It could even be like an under angle there because it's like we see an over adjustment. So I, I am a little curious about that, but I do think that especially in the World Series, this is going to be a much more interesting thing because like it was problematic. Like if you were the Yankees, you were the Red Sox, you know, you're, you're, you're one of these teams that has like historically like a a DH that only plays DH. Like 
we, yep. we saw with like David Ortiz that like, even now, like you see, um, you know, like John Carlos Stanton, like he doesn't really play the outfield. So you have these guys that like become useless. And I think it's going to create some value on them in, you know, either betting markets uh, in terms of, you know, like, like, in, like in, in futures markets anyway, but also like on an individual game basis, just because like, you know, like, well, they can, they can still play. Um, and we're not looking at that like disadvantage here in this ALNL type of matchup. So I'm definitely curious about it. And I think it might actually be a good opportunity for people, you know, that, that were in, like you said, like you you have your fantasy draft you're prepping for, but it gets you some more games. It's some games you don't have to really think about. It's like, oh, like they're going to miss like 20 games when they play interleague, you know? So maybe some guys are a little bit more valuable. Yeah, I'm, I'm in an NL only keeper league. So I, I know all about the NL and I know all about the perils of no DH. And yes, I mean, that's it's like a it's a disgusting league that I'm in that it, you, I have to that's really awful. research. That is I have to, like, like, like last minute roster cuts like, you know, this like I have to be on top of everything. It is uh, <laughs> the people that I roster are like I, I actually drafted. I'm in an AL only keeper league as well. I actually drafted Greg Bird because I was like, oh, he's going to oh, make that's... the opening day roster and be in the mix at DH. <laughs> and there's no like you can't there's no there was no first baseman like because the, they all get kept and there's yeah. no first baseman. Like it's a, no. like if, you're, if you have a if you have a shallow position. Uh, already like there's going to be unless there's a guy changing leagues and then you know again then someone will only keep the minimum grab him and like so it's a it's it's that's crazy. some sick and shit I, yeah I, that, I, uh, I, sh- I really should be studying right now right but no i mean I all kidding aside like um you know all kidding aside i do think that what you said is is right and i think that like this whole the way like you would see Giancarlo stanton play the outfield um you know like the Yankees had a, an inter interleague we, uh, series coming up in Pittsburgh or something. You yeah. See Giancarlo Stanton get a game in, in left field, like five days prior, just to, like get him warmed up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and then that impacts the Yankees because he's, you know, like he hasn't played left field in like five months. And like, you know, all of a sudden, like what, while he's not a terrible defender, cause yeah, he has good arm. Like that's a liability, right? That changes the way it, the, the game goes. And yeah. And same thing, like when you're talking about the world series, like you said, it's, there's such a, there it's, it, we don't have a balance because we have one team that has eight really good, good hitters or nine really good hitters. Right now, all of a sudden they have to drop down to eight really good hitters. And now they're all of a sudden, not quite the same team. We have to find a way to put your stand in the outfield. Then you have to exactly. take away the guy that, you know, it, it hits eight, but like steals a lot of bases and plays good defense. So it changes the, the makeup of your team. And so luckily now we don't, we're not going to have that. I also would say like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that people want, hitters to BDHs. Uh, no. That's just kind of how it, it's nice to have that slot because, you know, Nelson Cruz, Nelson Cruz would not be in the, I don't know if Nelson Cruz would like really be in the league if it no. weren't for a DH rule, because yeah. he can't really play the field. Like, you know, I mean, I guess they would stick it at first base, but he would be such a liability. Obviously, you know, you find a way to get a guy right who hits 30 home yeah. runs a year into your lineup, but like, it, 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 you know, sometimes also maybe his body doesn't hold up because he yeah, has to gets play some out. That's the whole thing. Right. Yeah, so like, it gets you an out on I a contract. Mean. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so yeah, you it's know, gonna enough be, of- it's going to be different. It's going to, no, yeah, it's going to be different. And, and we're going to, we're going to see more runs scored, which is good. That's going to be good for the game. I think so too. So uh, enough about John Carlos Stanton and the DH, I guess, but uh, what I wanted to ask you, what's your, cause this is what people want to know. 
what's your favorite futures bet? Because this is the bet we got to get in today, you know, before the season starts. Is it a World Series bet? Is it a division bet? Like, what's what's your favorite World What's your favorite futures bet? You think here? So I can't I can't limit it to one, but I'm going to say okay. a couple of things here. I, I I have I gave out some on Action Network. I gave some out on NBC Sports. I want to say. I want to make one thing clear, and I think that the Phillies are going to have a very good season. I'm low on the Mets. I think that that win total is – I mean, look, the win totals are, are pretty sharp yeah. all, all across every sport, right, because the books have had a lot of experiences. And I feel like this is this is a good number for the Mets. I believe it's like 92.5. Like, I get it, you know. But Fair. I, this this – or maybe it's 90.5. But the, the DeGrom news, right, that he's going to miss the start of the season – there is there. This team has no reason to have any sort of sense of urgency. They they know that they have Degrom and Scherzer. They 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 just want to make sure Degrom and Scherzer are healthy later in the year. Yeah. I think you're going to see a, a a fake injury or you know a pseudo injury like a, a minor injury keep Scherzer out for a long time or you know vice versa with Degrom. Like this might not be a big injury, but no reason to bring Jacob Degrom back, right? No. Um. So. You know, I, I think that they're going to really take their time. And I also know when you have a new, it's not like basketball where, you know, you got to have guys passing each other the ball and there's chemistry, but there is still chemistry to build on a baseball team. Like these guys still have to get to know each other in the clubhouse. They have to, you know, it, it is a sport where you do feed off of each other and it is important, the relationships you have inside that clubhouse. So it's going to take a little time, I think, to kind of get in the swing of things. I also know that these players are going to know in the back of their minds we got a great lineup. We have a, a very expensive lineup and we've got the pro- probably the two best pitchers in the league. So we're going to be okay in the end. And like, I, my prediction is that the Mets turn it on in the second half, but it's not enough to catch the win total. All that said, this opens the door for the Philadelphia Phillies, in my opinion. Now the Braves are also just yeah. as good as they were last year. Obviously losing Freeman is huge, but Olsen should do well. And then also they get Acuna back. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they have really good arms, but the Phillies, this offense is so intoxicating. It's so enticing. Like it's I think crazy this is good. an amazing offense. And and I said this, I, not to toot my own horn here, but I said this before free agency because they had a lot of, they had a couple easy holes to fill. There was a market full of big bats. They, they had money. <clears> They're <throat> the Philadelphia Phillies. They spend money. They go out, they get Schwarber who can DH as we were just talking about. And yeah stay on the, you know, stay in the lineup for a full season. And also they end up getting Nick Castellanos, which was like a bonus to me. This lineup has almost no holes. I think there's a center fielder that I have never heard of before. And the Phillies have never had a center fielder or not never, but they haven't had a center fielder in a long time yeah. in years now. Like they had, it was a big issue for them last year. They couldn't find a center fielder. Um, and so like, that's still a hole, but like the trade deadline is also a thing. And yeah, all they have to do is make that one trade at the trade deadline. And they have such a solid offense here with JT Romuto, Gene Segura, Didi Gregorius are still very good hitters. I mean, yeah. maybe not to a lesser extent, um, you know, there's really no flaws in this offense. Bryson Stotts looked amazing. And then they have Nola and Wheeler up front in the rotation all, you know, and I just think they're going to get off to a good start because I think that this offense has to hit. It's too good not to. And once if, if they're sort of first or second, they're maybe they're in pole position in the NL East. They think they make that trade at the deadline. They get that arm that they need. They turn it on. I think they can win this division. I really do. I think they're going to get a game from the Mets early. And I think plus 350 is a very good price to take on them. I really also like them to win the World Series because, again, we know in the postseason, you only need two starters, really, maybe three. Yeah. 
And they have they, they should have three. Ranger Suarez, I think, is gonna have another good season. That's legit. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. So I I like the Phillies a lot. Um, and I you know, obviously the odds are are, are what they are. Like they're not, you know, they, they shouldn't be the favorites, but I do feel like they have a pretty good chance here. And I, I like them to win the NL East. I like them to win the World Series. And I like the Mets under like all in the same sort of breath. I also like yeah, I don't hate that. I don't ha- yeah, I don't hate that at all. Um I think that's a great bet. And then um is there like I guess, you know, besides the Phillies, I know you said you, there's a couple things. Like I know you kind of listed three off right there. Is there a bet that you have where you're like the odds of this happening are probably not great, but like I had to take it based on what the odds are. <laughs> like, do you well, have yeah. a long shot bet that you really like, whether it's a MVP bet, home runs bet, like anything like that? Well, I mean, my, the, there's, there's the one here, which I was going to say, Brandon Lau for MVP is one that I feel what? like I have to take. But Mike <laughs> Trout to, to also Mike Trout is like one of those. I'm not even the home run leader is such a, like, I feel like it's so random because you've got injuries, you've got, you know, the schedule of of like, I don't know, like, you know, how's the weather? Like if you're playing in a good hitters bark, but the weather's bad, like it's not it. So there's a lot of variables and it's sort of random. Like obviously, you know, there's going to be like 20 guys that have a really good chance at it. Yeah. And you kind of have to pick one. I think Mike Trout, he hits hit the most home runs from 2017 to 2021 in baseball, if I'm not mistaken. And he also, is uh you know people think he's like injury prone and like he's he had the COVID season and then last year he got hurt but like other than that you look at his is i don't think he's ever played fewer than 130 130 games he's also never led the league in home runs before i just feel like it's one more box that he can check on his resume as hall of fame resume but brandon lau top 10 in mvp the last two years he is plus 6500 at fanduel he's plus 2800 at DraftKings, which is stupid that was like today. I got Kevin De Bruyne anytime goal scorer at 250 on FanDuel, 165 on DraftKings. What are we doing? 230, actually. What are we doing? Um, and yeah, he hit 39 home runs a year ago. We know that the Hall of Fame voters are going to like home runs. The Rays, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Now, obviously, the, the you know if you look at the two make the playoffs odds, like it's 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 not as convincing as you'd like. You need the guy to be in the postseason and. They're going to get wins off the Yankees. We talked about that problematic roster. I know it's going to be a tough division, but Brandon Lau was so good. He hit a home run every 13.7 at bats last year. A uh, lot. Which was top yeah. 10 in the league. This guy's going to hit a lot of home runs. I mean, maybe you want to take him for home run leader also. I just think <laughs> 137 WRC plus last year, you've got the, the home run upside and top, the fact that he's been top 10 in MVP board in the last two years. I feel like I have to take this bet. He's a really good baseball player and he's only gotten better over the last two, two years. So um, if he hits, if he hits 50 home runs this year, he's, he's going to be right like up there on the leaderboard yeah. and, and people are going to be like, yo, this guy is, is, is really good. Um, and yeah. all, all that's left is for the Rays to make the playoffs. They've got some young arms. I think it could happen. Yeah. So then, you know, that was the American league, but then like, with the National League, who is the MVP and why is it Juan Soto? Like, I get his odds are, like, terrible, but I feel like the guy's just due to win one. Like, I felt he should have won last year. Is it even worth betting on somebody else in the National League? <laughs> like, honestly? No, I mean, I, 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 you know, it's hard to get – it's hard to throw someone in front of a bet that's plus 280 on a future. I mean, the only other one, honest, you know, the, the obvious one, excuse me, would be – Acuna, right? Yeah. Acuna is, he was the leading candidate last year. Then he got hurt. 
Yeah. And he's plus 700. Like the difference between, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I, we don't have the odds up in New York. So I'm just looking at a website here. I think it's, yeah, he's like, Acuna's like seven to one. The difference between plus 280 and plus 700 in a, in a market like this is crazy. And yeah. I do feel like pretty good about Soto. Like I, I, I'm with you. Um, but if I had to make a bet on a favorite, it would be Acuna. It wouldn't be Harper Betts. Or, it certainly wouldn't be Betts. Betts was, yeah. was bad last year. I mean, he's yeah. obviously had won the award before, I'm pretty sure. And he's been amazing, but you know, he has the talent, but like coming off a bad year, no Freddie Freeman uh, on, on a team where this team's going to win a lot of games. I don't know if he's going to be the face of the team. Like it's hard to take a dive too, because it, it's a human thing at the end of the day, these are voters and they're going to be voting on, Hey, who's the guy that led this team to the playoffs? Like, and you got like you three know? of them on the same team. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, it's brutal. So, um, Kenny, I, I know, I know we're running out of time here, but I'm going to ask you for your officially besides the Phillies, what is your favorite bet and who's winning the world series? Oh boy. So <laughs> yeah, besides, I mean, I talked so long about the Phillies. I think, um, I think my favorite bet would have to be the angels to win the AL West. At, I think okay. Plus four ten. I got it at. Um, I just love the angels. I've always like, do you want to talk about, uh, I said the Phillies like to spend money. The angels really like to spend money and they've been really trying really hard for, a long time to come up with a roster that could win the world series and, and, you know, be, be great. Um, they obviously have two of the MVP favorites and Trout and Otani. I think I love their little, their lottery tickets that they have here. I like, like them the a lot. The Syndergaard thing is cool. Like that could, that, that could work out for them as long as he stays healthy, which is like the token yeah. baseball line you use at these, at these points in time. And also like, you know, Joe Adele, like, was he, he kind of made, he, I think that guy was like the worst baseball player I'd ever seen. And then he kind of started to come along last year. Bit. Like maybe he's good. Michael Lorenzen, like was in a very interesting addition to their bullpen. And all, all that aside, like, I think the Houston Astros are going to struggle a bit this year. You know, Same. all their guys are getting older. Altuve's 34 or 32 rather. I don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, continue to hit, especially after like last year was like better, but not still not Altuve. Yeah, I think it's only going to get like, worse. They're like almost minus 200 to win the division. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of dumb. Brantley's yeah. 35 and, and you know, Lance McCullers is hurt. And like, he's supposed to, he's really going to be their ace, right? Because they have Verlander's yeah. old as, as hell. And an injury, like, yeah. And Oda Rizzi's in a rotation. And look, the Astros, you know, they obviously have some decent, you know, guys that are going to be in the, in the bullpen. Like I love Christian Javier and they had, you know, they had a lot of good success stories late in the season and in the postseason in the rotation and, um, you know, Framber Valdez was great, but like, I, I just don't know if this team is like this juggernaut anymore. And if no. with that, like the angels, again, we, you know, cause these teams play each other, the angels, I think they're going to steal some games off the Astros. The A's are obviously weak. I think this is a team that could definitely win this division. They could make a run. And it's just, it's got a, one of these years with Trout and Otani. They got to be good. And I, it, could, it very well could be this year. It, yeah, it has you, to happen. It has to happen. It has to happen. I have a World Series ticket on them, too. So, um, but and look, they have Anthony Rendon. He's barely yeah. played for this team since yeah. they acquired him. Yeah, they're great. They their offense is good. Like I, I don't see why they can't. So, um, you know, the Yankees win the World Series. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> they're not. They're not. Um, I, I look. I told you I got the Phillies to win the World Series, and now they're plus two twenty. Um, I, I, if I had to guess who's going to win the World Series, I, I really think it would be the Dodgers. Unfortunately, it's uh, like, it just it, they're just too good. Like it's they, a killer. It, it, 
as long as they make the playoffs and they're going to, they're going to be good. They're going to win a lot of games. They're going to go to the World Series. And I don't know. I don't know if any of these AL teams are ready to challenge them. I don't know if they're ready. I don't know. Fair so enough. I think it's going to be the Dodgers. All right. Well, thanks, Kenny. Uh, that's Kenny Ducey uh, from NBC Sports Edge, the Action Network. That's where you can find his work. And Kenny, hit us with that Twitter handle here. At Kenny Ducey. It's a very imaginative. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a pleasure to have you on. And, you know, we'll hopefully we'll get you back on again sometime uh, sometime in the future soon. So thanks again, yeah, Kenny. Absolutely. Let's talk, let's talk some tennis. Great to be All here. Right. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. Tennis, big time. <laughs> thanks, Kenny. All right. Thanks, Kenny. Uh, it was wonderful. You know, it was nice to talk a little bit of baseball. It's about that time of year. Uh, you know, the weather's getting nicer and that's what we, that's, we're going to bring it right to pods and recs. You know, it's just me. So I'm going to give you one rec and my rec is, you know, I think it's time to get some walking shoes, you know, or get some new sneakers, you know, get yourself out there. It's, it's cardio season. You're going to have to get out there. And at the same time, buy new socks. I don't care what kind of socks you buy. Personally, I'm a crew sock guy. I like them to come up a little bit higher. I feel like it gives me a little bit more support, whether that's true or not. I don't know, but I, I like the crew socks, especially the high white socks. I think it's a look, whether you call me a dad or not, it's fine. Um, I don't have kids. Some people might say that's a faux pas, but you know, here we are. And look, it's time for some new sneaks, get some new socks, because if there's any luxury I could have in life, it would be to wear a new pair of socks literally every day. I think that would just be tremendous. It's, it, it there's, there's not, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's one of the best feelings there is. Um, and it's just like a small joy in life. So my recommendation, I guess I gave you two because you got two feet, you know, get new sneakers, get new snot, get new socks, get ready for some summertime, get ready for the better weather, get yourself out there, enjoy. And every day we're looking to find, you know, a new way to crush it and let's cash that. Thanks, everybody.
all that pack the lemon drop Canary yellow lemon white Big bird yellow top Yellow polo polo strippers white and yellow polo sauce Gucci man be poppin' dog he don't got all he say he got It's that's what lemon homie I can supply down the 50 blocks Yellow bow park at the top Yellow bone gon' make the drop Flip the flop mine off the top Then go buy me a yellow yacht Yeah. 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 Yeah.